Welcome to the Conversations with Commerce Next podcast. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Commerce Next and presented by Comex. Recorded live in person at the 2022 Commerce Next e-commerce growth show, we sat down with some of the top trailblazers and change makers that joined our community in New York City to discuss the future of digital commerce and share the latest strategies for e-commerce acceleration. On this episode, Barbanati, co-founder of The Bottle House on scaling a startup. Marvin, welcome to the Conversations with Commerce Next podcast here in the Comic Studio. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You're so, you're like a bit of a drop-in interview. You kind of popped in, said, "What's going on here?" And uh, I, I just on LinkedIn learning a bit about you. So, uh, share. Who are you, and what do you do? My name is Marvin. I own a company called The Bottle House. It's an online liquor boutique, and we started about two years ago. Funny on March seventeenth, twenty twenty. Right when the pandemic. That's, I was going to say that's a pretty important date, right? Doomsday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, how long was that launch in progress for? Like how, since December 2019. Since December 2019, because I see you've got a background of starting businesses. You're from the West Coast, right? So, so what took you into being an entrepreneur and being into retail? Yeah, I mean, uh, e-commerce has always been something that fascinated me since I was growing up. Um, I was in college, and then right when the bottle house did its first hundred thousand, I dropped out entirely and then focused all of my energy on the company. Mm. And, and, and what gave you the idea that this this could be... I mean, it's not the first online retailer no. of spirits or alcohol. So what, what makes you remarkable? What makes the Bottle House different? It's a good question. So we didn't know when we first started. We just had, you know, two or 300 SKUs, and we were like, let's just see what we can do with it online. Uh, with the nature of COVID, I think everybody in the alcohol direct-to-consumer space saw a huge uplift in traffic. Sure. So... Um, it wasn't until like year two where we were, we really had to decide um, how we were going to position the business to be different than the rest. And um, year two is when we started to introduce more SKUs. Now we have about 1,200. Uh, we're introducing another 6,000. And about a third of our overall selection is based off of rare and hard-to-find products. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on your site now. I'm looking at this $800 bottle of Jack Daniels. I like. I told my wife it's an investment. I love that. <laughs> Um, and it goes up from there. And, and uh, I'm an Irish whiskey drinker myself, so I'm kind of sorting through to see if you've got some of my favorite brands. And yeah, yeah, we might we might have you know a bottle that you're looking for. And if you check in about a month when we import those six thousand SKUs, we should have more. And how do you go about um, finding this product? Or you know, like there's a million products, literally probably yeah. to yeah. choose from. So how do you think about your assortment? And I guess it, do you follow the path of what consumers are buying, or do you? Yeah, and so what else do you do? what's good about us is that we're able to leverage the data from not only our liquor store, but um, over 2,500 of them. Because we have a distribution uh, warehouse in San Diego that distributes mm. all throughout Southern California. Oh, neat. So then we're able to leverage like the data that um, their per- the, the purchasing habits of them and which bottles they're buying. And we know which ones of them are online and how well those SKUs are performing for them. So we're, we just nitpick and we figure it out on our own. Now, I've, been, I've been talking to people in the liquor industry, and they've been telling me that during the COVID era, people kind of upsized a bit, but also upgraded significantly. Because I think that the overall sentiment was, well, you know, I'm not going into bars or restaurants as much, so I'm, I can pay the price for a higher price that I'll pay for my own personal use than I would in a, in a bar. Has that been your experience That's as well? exactly what we saw, yeah. It was, it was the high-end stuff that, you know, consumers themselves were buying, and then people were gifting. So it was just... 
those two what, married together. What percentage of your business is gifting on? on is about it significant? About forty percent. Yeah. Now, do you market it as a giftable item, or is that just organic? Do people it's just really organic. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But well, I mean, of course, we send out newsletters during the holiday sure, season, sure, Father's sure. Day, Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah. You're not like you're not priming the pump, but forty percent is a big number. Right? Uh-huh. That's a big number. That's interesting. For sure. Now we're here in New York. We're here at the Commerce Next Conference. Why'd you come? Why? What brought you here? You know, I was so drawn to this to this event. I literally found out about it like. I want to say a week or two ago, I just came back from a different conference in Chicago and I'm, I didn't want to travel too much. I really want to focus on mm. everything that's going on, but something about this event just drew me here. So I was like, I, had, I just have to make it happen. And you're based in San Diego, right? Yeah. 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 So, so what's been your experience so far? Like what, what are the highlights? Hit the highlights for me. It's been amazing. You know, all of the speakers have been great. Um, I just listened to the GoPuff presentation, which was awesome. Um, and I'm just able to connect. What do you with think so of that people? in your business? That kind of rapid delivery, quick model. Is that you know when you're when you're selling an $800 bottle of Jack Daniels, how important is that kind of quick delivery? Is it a is it a need to have or a like to have? Will consumers pay for it? How do you see it from your I perspective? Think, I think consumers today are so spoiled with you know mm. Amazon and GoPuff and Drizzly and all of these other great great companies that are able to deliver so fast. Um, that, yeah, it is tough to kind of meet those consumer demands. But at the same time, when it's an $800 bottle or, or really oh, whatever. anything. Whatever, yeah, sure. Consumers really just want efficiency, and they want it to be delivered safe. And if it's a gift, they want it to be delivered on time without any issues or headaches. So we try to nail that down. But um, the difference between us and, you know, Drizzly or GoPuff, for example, is that they're able to leverage, you know, two, three, four hundred SKUs within, three mile, within a three-mile radius of that right. person's address. Right. We ship to 42 states nationwide, and we're soon going to have over 8,000 SKUs. So it's a bit different in terms of that dynamic. Yeah, sure. You don't have the distribution, the points of presence, so exactly. to speak, to leverage that quite yet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And what about uh, your favorite? Are you, do you imbibe? Are you a drinker of your own product or a consumer of your own product? Honestly, no. But when I do, I drink a dirty martini, Tanqueray 10. <laughs> Very good. Very. I'm just looking at you. have got peach-flavored Crown Royal. You know, this is one of our interest- top sellers. Really? Oh, yes. Really? Oh yeah, well, that was like that was like liquid gold last year. Man, I tell you, I got to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> well, this looks great. So, so what else? Have, who else is uh, top of mind? The GoPuff uh, presentation. Anything else jump jump to your mind? Yeah, uh, there was. Uh, I think somebody from Neiman Marcus was uh, speaking about how important gifting is and how we need to us as as the retailer need to prioritize the mm. gifters and kind of not only target our target customers, but target the, the gifters yeah. that are gifting our target customers and kind of making that experience a bit more easy. How do you how do you sort out in your data? I always had this trouble, the, the difference between a gifter and then a recommendation for them individually, right? Because that can mess up your data a bit. Like if you buy, you know, if you buy Crown Royal all the time as gifts, but you really like, you know, a nice Irish whiskey, how do you sort through that? Is it, it's just kind of combing through the data and, and how do you look at your your customer it's still data? A, it's still a common struggle we've utilized a couple of the different great platforms out there but mm. really coming down to just google analytics and figuring that out yeah yeah you know figuring out the attribution as well and, and where we can attribute where that money's going and then how what who how are you hosted what, what platform shopify. you're hosted on shopify, shopify plus Oh, your Shopify Plus. Yes. Very good. They got a nice uh, presence here. Yes, I love the VIP lounge. It was very nice. They made <laughs> <Yeah>. me mocktails. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I got to love them because they're Canadian-based, right? So I'm yes. from Toronto, so yes. Canadian-based company with, um, a, with a big presence here. 
love Shopify. And, Everything and about them. Out of the blocks, did you was that your choice? Did you spend a lot of time choosing a platform? I, I went to Shopify immediately, and I'll never go to any other platform. Oh, fantastic! Well, it's a good platform. They're very scalable and, and do a lot for you. All right, so let's talk about um, what you're doing for marketing techniques. So you know, email. What else are you doing? Are you doing social media? Yes. You know, you, you've got less guardrails, I would say, in the U.S. to do that than other countries. But talk about what you and how you manage that uh, acquisition and then retention part. Of course. So, you know, in the first year of the business, it was we didn't know whether it was two weeks, two months, or two years. So we really focused on Google Ads, Bing Ads, Facebook, Google, um, and or Instagram. And that was great for the first year because ad costs were so low. There was such high volume. We were just mm. able to spend pennies on the dollar and make something happen. And then year two came around and things kind of started to open up. And that's when we had to focus on email, SMS, affiliate. And those channels have been so fantastic. Mm. And we've really been able to hone in on like building a community rather than just getting a sale. Mm. And then now year three, three is coming around and we have a different, uh, we have a couple different um, tactics that we are testing just to, to acquire new customers in different areas. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's these um, YouTube site, YouTube uh, whiskey drinkers that I follow. Yes. And uh, so it just reminds me, are you using influencers? Are you, are you thinking about partnering with them? And that's year three. That's that, year yeah, three, right? That, on. That's this year. That's, we're, that's a huge focus of ours is to leverage, you know, their communities and their tribes and kind of merging it all together with yeah. ours. And that's going on and find those people. If you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss another great episode. We'll be right back with this special 2022 Commerce Next e-commerce growth show bonus episode right after this message. After two years of unprecedented growth, some think e-commerce has hit its peak. So what comes next? As businesses look to enter the next era of e-commerce growth, Comex serves as a guide to get them there. Led by best-in-class technology providers across the commerce ecosystem, including Bloomreach, Miracle, Cinch, ShipBob, and Avalara, Comex offers exclusive research, benchmarking, data, and more, empowering businesses to deliver a commerce experience that drives measurable revenue growth. Learn more at commerceexperience.com. That's commerceexperience.com. But I guess in the in the interim, you're probably connecting with the brands who sell you the product, uh, the it's Crown mi- Royal. It's a mix of it. Yeah. It's a mix, right? And how do they see you in terms of uh, as a, where they see distribution? Are they happy to have another player in the distribution that kind of, you know, they've got some very large clients and now they have you kind of selling direct? How, how do you view the relationship with them? They play a great role in our, in our success. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the other brands are sharing us on social media and just, you know, uh, what's good about us is that we build creative for other brands, we don't, ah, not okay. just for us. We. When we posted on, because you have a creative agency in your background, I think, right? I, I do. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So we, we do all of that in house, and we're able to just kind of push, hmm. you know, content out to these these other companies. And then I, I message my reps over there, and I'm like, hey, we just posted this. Can you reshare it on social media? And they're happy to do so. Oh, you got a nice you got a nice thing going on. It's really great. Thank you. Um, so last thoughts. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. I've been asking everybody, two starts and one stop. So you're an entrepreneur. You started up a business in the COVID era. Uh, two things you'd advise others who are thinking about, you know, in your same place, thinking about or running, and one thing maybe you've learned that you're not going to do anymore. So two things that, that folks should start doing. I would say focus on trying to build a community rather than just going for the sale. Going rather than the just a transaction, right? So, exactly. Right, right. Okay. It's important, but it's not everything. When, when you come to a time like this and... 
early 2022 where everything is kind of shifting and, mm. you, you know, we need tribes and community to come to you organically instead of having to pay for um, that click or that sale. It's so important just to leverage that. So I would, I would advise to start doing that from the get-go rather okay. than waiting. That's one. What else did you learn in your entrepreneurial journey? Raising funds is not easy. <laughs> it is not a walk in the park. It is yeah, a humbling yeah. experience, but it teaches yeah. you so, so much. Yeah, yeah. You, so is it, is it kind of, you know, when you start out, friends and family, angel money, that kind of thing? And we bootstrapped, actually. You bootstrapped yeah. it, right? And yeah, so we've been self-funded all the way up until now. We still haven't raised any funds. Wow. We are trying to this year, and yeah. um, I intend on making it happen. Well, you got a story to tell now, right? Exactly. You, you've got some experience and a story to tell. So what... What would you advise uh, people who do what you do to do less of? Something, let's say, that you did in the year and you say, you know what, that's not working anymore. I'm going to do something different. Anything come to mind? I mean, of course, it's like face, like, like relying on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. You know, if you two years ago, if you were relying on Facebook and Instagram and making great money, you were able to see capital from really anybody and they would give it to you. But today, nobody's going to give you a dollar if that's your, your main channels. Mm. So it's, it's really about just pivoting and figuring out which channels work best for you. All right. Well, listen, Marvin, this has been great. Nice great. to meet you. Thanks for Thank popping you. in. And uh, listen, I wish you continued success. And, you know, I don't live here, so you can't ship to me. But, uh, you know, maybe one day in the future, you'll go international and uh, participate in the market. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm hoping to, to expand into Canada pretty soon. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining us in Thank the Commerce you. Next podcast. And I wish you safe travels back home to the West Coast. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Conversations with Commerce Next. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform, where we will be sharing career advice and marketing strategies from e-commerce and digital marketing leaders at retailers and direct-to-consumer brands each and every episode. Commerce Next is a community, event series, and conference for marketers at retail and direct-to-consumer brands. Through our online forums, interviews, webinars, summits, and other in-person events, we harness the collective wisdom of our community to help marketers grow their businesses and advance their careers. Join Commerce Next events to meet other industry leaders and learn the latest e-commerce and marketing strategies. You can find upcoming events at commercenext.com. Have a fantastic week, everyone.